Welcome back to The Daily Drum on WHUR, Sirius XM Channel 141, 96.3 HD2, and 98.3 FM. This is the Insight Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. I thank you for it all. The good, bad, the ugly, great and small. The times of victory and when I fall. I'm so grateful that I'm still standing tall I thank you for my tears Yes, it is that time of year again. Time for us to examine what it means to be thankful. It may seem to be more difficult this year with all of the difficult news we've heard so far. Homicides, carjackings. Juvenile crime, war overseas, and so much more. And yet, there is a place for thankfulness. Well, we want to hear from you tonight, but we also have guests on this program to talk about this. Joining me is minister, motivational speaker, and author Tamika Shalom. And joining me here in studio, Gerald Holden. He's an Air Force veteran, husband, and father of three. Lines are open. What are you thankful for? Are you struggling to find a way to be thankful? As always, we'll take as many phone calls as we can. Be patient with us if you can. Lines are open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. You can X me at H. Fisher, W-H-U-R, or find me on Instagram at Harold T. Fisher. Tamika, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Tamika, can you hear me? Yes. Can there, you hear me? Yes, I can. I am so thankful that you can hear me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, thank you so much for coming in studio. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, see, Tamika, you've started already. So, look, let's. Uh, I, I have a, a, a story that I wanted to share briefly. This happened. I don't know, about two weeks ago, and where I was in the grocery store, and it was, I don't know, close to closing time, and I, you know, went in, I was ringing up my groceries, and, you know, when I, when I got to the cashier, I should say, it was, a, it was an older lady working, and, and, and I said to her, I said, you know, hey, how are you? And I smiled at her, and she just looked at me, and she said, oh, my goodness. And I said, what's wrong? She said, you're the first person who has asked me how I am doing today, mm -hmm. and smiled at me. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, she said, everybody is just, just so unhappy and grumpy. And then she said to me, there, you know, I have so much to be thankful for. And it, it really struck me when she said that. And she said, and I just really appreciate you just asking how I'm doing. I said, well, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing just fine. Tamika, is it really difficult for people to, to feel thankful right now to count their blessings? Harold, such a great question. Thanks again for having me. Sure. I think because of so much that on uh, in our world, so much that is going on in our personal lives, so much that's going on around us, just as the, the young lady stated to you, while it is that, yes, I have so much to be thankful for, it is difficult. Um, and I think that it's difficult because 
when we focus on the external and everything that's going on around us, we can sometimes get consumed and caught up in what it is that we're seeing or even what we're feeling that we forget that we really do have a lot to be thankful for. You know, I and I wonder about that because, again, this in this particular story, and this was, you said young lady, she was probably young at heart, but considerably <laughs> older than me. <laughs> and, but I was particularly struck when she says, I have so much to be thankful for. And I decided not to get into that conversation with her because there were some are grumpy Gretchens and, you know, heated Henry standing behind me in line, I mm-hmm. should say. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I was going to be her brief but bright spot here. But, you know, how can people be more thankful in the midst of all of the things that I mentioned? And perhaps none of these things have really touched you you may not have lost someone to homicide. You may not have had a problem with your car getting carjacked or juvenile crime. Your kids may be doing what they're supposed to do. You may not be concerned about the unrest overseas. And yet you still may find an unsettled spirit, Tamika. How, mm-hmm. how do you address that? Harold, one of the things um, that I recently taught on um, in answering your question, it's a choice. It's really about choosing gratitude and having a spirit of attitude, uh, a spirit of gratitude is understanding that it really is our attitude, that it doesn't matter what it is that we're facing, what we're going through, what we're experiencing. I choose to be thankful. In other words, when I wake up in the morning, I got to find at least one thing to be thankful for. That breath is still in my body. Before I go to bed at night, I got to find one thing to be thankful for that I made it through the day. So it's really about choosing gratitude and making that a daily practice. And so I think that um, one of the things that I, I often talk about um, and I share in the story of Job, right, having everything, losing it all. And he says, you know, the Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, that I am able to bless God, be thankful and grateful regardless. And I'm choosing to find something to be thankful for. Um, and one of the things that I recently discovered through study is that gratitude improves our mood. It improves immunity. It enhances our sleep. And so now that I understand that, I got to choose to be happy. I got to choose to be thankful. Mm. Gerald, let, let's get a brother's opinion about this, this topic of, of thankfulness. First of all, do men, in your opinion, view being thankful perhaps differently than women. I will say that often when we have this conversation or when you hear this conversation in the public square, outside of the faith community, right. women are still more likely to talk about 
being thankful than men. Men are, you know, stereotypically not ones who express in that same manner. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's the issue. I think um, it's almost as if men have been pigeonholed into not being able to express themselves in certain ways. And I think being grateful, it's it's an individual expression. And I'm not necessarily concerned with how I'm being perceived by other men or other people as much as I know the experience that I'm having and learning how to be grateful in those moments. Um, I think being grateful and thankful requires you to be present as well. I think mm. we, we roam through life and we're so busy and there's so many things happening to us that we very rarely slow down and experience the moments because the moments create the lifetime. So in that moment, if I can make the best decision, if I can be grateful and thankful for whatever it is I'm experiencing, I think that helps you to live a life of gratitude. Mm. You know, I, I agree with that. One of the things that I have been able to really recognize personally is, and I sh- and I've shared this with several friends when I'm, you know, for example, talking to them on the phone, and and I will say that I'm really really thankful. This has been the most peaceful time mm-hmm. uh, for me because you know my. You know, my, my daughter is healthy and I still I still have my mother. I have an incredible sister. I have really, really great friends. And then on top of that great big old bag of thankful gifts. Right. I can sit on my sofa and I'll say to someone if I'm talking to them on the phone, I'll say, gosh, did you hear that? And they'll say. I don't hear anything. I said, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you don't hear anything. In my home, it is peaceful. Mm-hmm. And other than I hear my neighbor walking up and down the steps, right. you know, because we share a wall, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, but that lets me know that I am thankful for my neighbor, Brian Foster. I know you're listening. I'm shouting you out. What's up, Brian? Be- because he's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a wonderful person. He is a dependable neighbor. And, and someone that I can call at any time if I have a question, if I have a concern in the neighborhood. And, I, and you know, sometimes I don't think a lot of people have that. And I've said this for years. I have wonderful neighbors. I can stand on my front porch, look to the left, look straight ahead, look to the right. And these are people uh, that are not related to me by blood, but I would say that we are a family. And I say that, that I am truly thankful for that because I think a lot of people, particularly in challenged neighborhoods, Tamika, where you you can't you can't trust the, the bugs walking on the sidewalk. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 202-319-7810 We are talking about what are you thankful for? Are you having difficulty feeling thankful? Give us a call. Let me go to Sandra calling from Southeast D.C. Sandra, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, good evening, Mr. Fisher and your guest. Hey. I am so thankful for my husband of 55 years. 
because mm. I am going through a health problem now, and he definitely kept his vows to help and sickness because things I can no longer do at this time, he does them for me, and he just shows me love. I appreciate him, and I am truly, truly thankful for my husband. Mm. He, he leaves the house, and he comes back home. I am so thankful because... With all that's going on in this world, just because you leave home, it doesn't mean that you will be coming back to your home. So I am so, so thankful, and I thank God. Okay. Well, Sandra, thank you so much. I appreciate your phone call, and we wish you uh, the best of health. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Tish calling from D.C. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hey, this is Tish. Hey, go right ahead. Just um, listening to everyone, and um, good evening to all. Um, I just want to say, wish everyone a happy holiday. What I am thankful for is definitely being of sound mind, body, and soul. Um, it seems like when you regroup yourself personally and sit down and, and, and check yourself on where you are and where you're going in life and what your purpose are, Oops, I think we lost her. I think we did lose Tish. Sorry about that, Tish. Um, but uh, thank you so much for your phone call. Uh, huh? do, Tish, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I thought we lost you. Go ahead. Finish your point, dear. I, I was just saying God for everything. Like, I have, like, challenged my challenge with that. I was not putting God first. And when I finally decided that definitely that makes a big difference in my life, and things and open doors and things just start happening for me. I was always singing and, you know, in the 70s and 80s, um, he gave me my voice back. I kind of like left my voice behind. So when you start revisiting who you are and where you're going, then you can definitely feel thankful for a lot of things just being alive. So I just want to wish everyone a happy holiday and I thank God for being here. Tish, thank you so much for your phone call. Real quick, before I go to um, a break, you know, Gerald, as you as you heard, you know, we we lost two children in Prince mm -hmm. George's County yesterday, right before the holiday. A ten year old and a five year old doing what they're supposed to do, which was just going to school. They were, you know, hit by a van and they were killed. You know. In the midst of loss, how can you feel thankful? I want you to think about that because I've got to take a break. Also, Tamika, I want you to think about that same question as well. Abel in Silver Spring, stay on the line. We are going to talk to you. Lines are still open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. It is our annual thankful show we always do this during thanksgiving week what is it that you are thankful for are you struggling to to feel thankful stay with us the daily drum will continue on sirius xm channel 141 i'm harold fisher john mons is next with the original quiet storm that's on whur we'll continue this conversation on sirius xm channel 141 in just a few seconds All that you brought me through. 
Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. We are talking about being thankful. We do this every year during Thanksgiving week, one of my favorite shows. It's an opportunity for us not to talk about the statistics and the most difficult things that are going on around us and in the world, but giving our listeners an opportunity to express what they're thankful for, and also having uh, inspiring guests who can share their reasons for being thankful. My guests are minister, motivational speaker, and author Tamika Shalom, and Gerald Holden. He's an Air Force veteran, his husband and father of three. Lines are still open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. If you're having difficulty getting through Please keep trying. We're going to take calls and we're going to clear the lines at some point so you will be able to get through. Before the break, Gerald, I I spoke about the loss of these two children from Riverdale Elementary School. This is a heartbreaking story, whether you have children or not. A five-year-old, a 10-year-old killed in a street accident. This was not this wasn't violence or, or any of the things that we've seen so much in our communities these days. It, it was just a horrible accident. You know, how can someone feel a sense of of thankfulness or gratitude when they are hit with this kind of tragedy? You know, that's a difficult one. And and I don't know if it, 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 it takes me a moment, honestly, to think about how to be grateful or thankful in a moment of tragedy. I think in this particular instance, having had the experience and, and being a father and honoring the life of, you know, um, your children and being grateful for every moment. I think that's what I was talking about earlier, being present, because life is so fragile, you don't know what's going to happen from moment to moment. It is. And when you make the best decision in each moment, hopefully that leads to a lifetime, um, a, a great lifetime, but then these tragedies do happen. So that one would take some time, I'll be honest. But I think the experience is everybody will, will grieve differently, mm-hmm. and you have to allow yourself to define that process for you now seeking professional help and doing all the things that you need to do to to stay safe but um reserve the right to take care of yourself and even if in the moment of being thankful recognizing that there are things that you aren't thankful for that you don't understand that you're experiencing and trying to make sense of and sometimes that just happens over time um but i think giving yourself the grace and the space to grieve and to manage something as difficult as that kind of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Tamika, your, your thoughts about that? Yeah, I share very similar thoughts. Um, and, and this situation is heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. And uh, for families who are experiencing grief during the holiday season, um, one of the things that was just stated is giving yourself grace and space to be human and really to feel And so before we can get to a place and space of gratitude and thankfulness in the midst of tragedy, of death, of loss, transition, um, so suddenly and unexpectedly, one, it's acknowledging how it is that you're feeling, what you're feeling, allowing yourself the grace and space to grieve for as long 
as it takes. And I believe that eventually we'll get to a place and space where we can say, if for nothing else, thank you for the time that they were allowed or we were allowed to be with them or, you know, thank you for those sacred memories and the good times. But that's a process and it takes time. And so I do caution um, the families and families that grieve during this season, uh, during the holiday seasons um, to really just give yourself grace to grieve. And eventually you'll find it, you, you'll find a place and space to be thankful and, and have gratitude. You know, one more point about this incident in, in Riverdale. I was watching an interview with the father of the, of the five-year-old boy. And, and in the description, he speaks Spanish. He wasn't speaking English, but there was a translation. And he was saying, you know, that he's walking, you know, his child and another child that did not belong to him hmm. to hmm. school at eight o'clock. And one of the things that I'm so thankful about, even in the midst of this particular tragedy, is... You know, at, you know, at 8 a.m., there was a father who was present. Mm, yeah. uh-huh. That and that's, you know, Gerald, that's a thing. It is. You know, that that's a thing. As as horrific as that was, you know, what you know, what was he doing? He was being a father at 8 a.m. on a, you know, on a Monday morning. Uh, taking his child and walking with an, another child. And, you know, we hear so many difficult stories about fathers or non-fathers. And and so for for Sky Sosa, that's the, the name of the of the five year old, for his his father to be there, you know, I just I'm just really thankful for him and and all of the other fathers who are being responsible. And so for, you know, for you as a, as a father of three, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> I, I have, I have one, you know, and woo, yeah. but uh, no, she's cool. But, you know, what is the thing as it relates to your children that you are most thankful for? Man. Uh, now, we, the show's only an hour. Okay. I could go on about yeah, those, those three, but those children are the best things that ever happened to me. Like for real, for real. Now I got a backstory, mm. you know, uh, and it's it's exhaustive. But the short story is, I'm a father, mm. and I have the opportunity really to experience life a little bit differently, and not necessarily in the traditional norms that um, I, my experience reflected. So they are everything. They are. I'm, I'm trying my best to not raise clones of me, but individuals who are. Uh, self-aware and self-assured about the the journey that they're to take here equipping them to do their own work and I am excited about the, the their sense of humor their wit mm. like all of it they're smart children and we try to expose them to things that um, for whatever reason people just you know they don't consider I consider them little people that I have conversations with mm-hmm I don't dumb down anything. We address life. I realize that my seven-year-old is only seven, so her she doesn't have the experience beyond that. 
So I have to deal with that. And the same with the others. So it's it's great. I, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to the phone lines. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Abel, calling from Silver Spring. Thanks for hanging on. What's on your mind? Abel, are you there? Give me a call back if you can. Uh, let's go to Val calling from North River. Val, are you there? Val, are you there? Hmm. Okay, whatever North with North River is. Hmm. 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. So, Tamika, what advice do you have for someone who is is feeling that life has beaten them down mm-hmm. and they don't have any reason to be thankful and and i and i mean beyond the the waking up with breath in the morning because if somebody feels that and they're and they're not thankful then their 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 mindset is considerably more complex mhm mhm that's you know that's a that's a good question and it's a question um, as you was you were asking, it made me think about uh, my personal experience and experiences of of being down, going through a divorce, literally foreclosure, repossession, a point in my life where I personally did not feel thankful, grateful. Um, even a point where I didn't even feel like I had anything to live for. And so for that person who may be feeling life is really life in, <laughs> and how do I, I mean, life is really life in, like I hear all of this, this is great. What is the advice in really just trying to um, find a place of gratitude and thankfulness? And Harold, honestly, because I've lived it, I would say, give yourself grace to still feel what you feel. And if you don't feel thank, if you don't feel thankful and have a spirit of gratitude in that moment, honestly, it's okay. So, it's okay. So tell me, you 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 said okay, divorce, uh, you know, foreclosure. Um, you probably stumped your toe on the bed the day after all that happened. Um, but was there an aha moment when, after all of that, that you felt thankful? Or was it something that was a process? It was certainly a process. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And if I can be extremely transparent through all of that, uh, I experienced, and let me just say trigger, trigger, trigger moment here. Um, I was suicidal. Mm -hmm. And so I experienced suicidal ideation. And so in the midst of that, I did have an encounter and an experience that through that process, a light bulb went off. And I said, whoa, I cannot take my life. I won't take my life. I'm grateful through the process that I'm still here and that 
I am going through it. So it was an encounter that I had in the moment that said, I'm just thankful that I'm still, I'm going through this and I'm going to come out of it. So it was a shift in my perspective and my thought, but it took some time. Let me go back to the phone lines, 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Veronica calling from La Jolla, California. Uh, Veronica, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hi. Hi. I am really happy and amazed that this show is alive. I am in La Jolla, California, which is the city next door to San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Here it's 4.42 in the evening, so we still have some daylight. And I thought, seriously, uh, I was listening to something pre-recorded, so I called just to see whether or not you guys were really asking this question. <laughs> oh, oh, we <laughs> no, we are very, we are very much live. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only discovered you within the last week, and I, I, I get you off of Sirius XM. Right. And someone had changed my presets, which is okay. I have um, people that I let use my vehicle. And I was going through the pre trying to preset, and I came across a conversation that I thought I'd listen to. And ever since then, I made your station one of my presets. Well, thank you so much. Basically, I'm going to share with you, first of all, I have a degenerative joint disease. And that's where my body deteriorates over time with uh, an arthritic condition. And actually now I'm in an electric wheelchair Mm. and I'm thankful that uh, I'm in an electric wheelchair because I could be home in a bed, not moving at all. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh, My my dad, my parents lived in Detroit, Michigan, and I hadn't been able to go visit them for five years because I have a daughter who has kidney failure, Mm -hmm. who used to go see them three times a year. And I could not go see them because of the fact that her kidneys had ceased to function. So it was uh, my daughter that I had to take care of with the rest of my family here in California. When I had the opportunity about four years ago to go see my parents, I was ashamed of myself and my two siblings that are left alive because my mom was emaciated. My dad was hobbling around on his terrible swollen legs. And he was trying to take care of her with dementia. Mm. And they were living in, in, right outside of Detroit, Michigan, in Warren, Michigan. I didn't know how we were able to do it, but God is amazing. Yeah. We, my husband and I and my teenage daughter at the time, we packed up their condo, the entire condo. No one in the family helped. My husband... And my daughter and I, I couldn't do anything but be the cheerleader, the supporter, and organizer. But we were able to pack up my parents, bring them back here so we could take care of them. And all my dad could do at 95 years old was just say, thank you, thank you. I knew you were the crippled one, but I knew I never had to worry about you. And by the way, uh, I have a doctor, a brother who's a medical doctor. I have a brother who's a truck driver. Uh, and those are the two that are still living. Yeah. So I'm not complaining, but the point is I am grateful because I lost my dad in January. I didn't know how badly it was going to affect me, but my dad, when he came here, he was looking for his DD-214. 
we have a monument here that allows you to put any service member on that monument. And my dad wanted his face on that monument because he served. He was so proud mm-hmm. of his Air Force service. They, yeah. since my mom had dementia, we could not find his paperwork. So when they first came here, I asked for a copy of his DD-214. I could not find it. I could yeah. not get it. They could not find it. My dad left service in 1956, and all he wanted, I mean, my dad had never... Well, Veronica, Veronica, I, Veronica, I would love to hear all of this, but unfortunately, um, we do have to move forward. What, were you able to find it? I, I called the Air Force General, who happens to be an African-American gentleman, like my dad, and his team got on it, mm. and within three days, Three days after four years of trying, within three days, we were able to get my dad's DD-214, and I was able to put him in the National Cemetery, close to our house where he wanted to be. Yeah. So he didn't get his monument yet, but he's there in the cemetery, close enough to the house, where we can go visit, we can put, we can, we, oh my goodness, but I learned how... African-American men were not able to access their benefits. However, in doing that, I am putting together a book and research on my experience and my dad's experience. Well, Veronica, I I just want to thank you so much for sharing um, that story with us and that you do indeed have a lot to be uh, thankful for. A husband, a daughter, you know, making peace, you know, after the loss of of your father and and the fact that you were able to listen to this show. <laughs> as a preset. A new as channel. a preset. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica, thank you so much. Um and happy Thanksgiving to you. I appreciate your phone call. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate what it is. Sure thing. Uh Tamika, the you know I you know, you listen to stories like that and you kind of listen to the struggles that people are going through and you think about your own, you know, ups and downs. And I would I would just say, uh, you know, after hearing what Veronica was just sharing, I can say, yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and yet. You know, and then someone there. There are sometimes when, you know, when circumstances just don't present a very, very pretty mm. picture for you. Um, how, you know, how do you keep on smiling? And I, I often joke. I said I got to keep laughing to keep from crying, considering the things that we see. You know, on you know, on this particular job and my colleagues, because we talk about some really rough stuff every day. Uh-huh. But uh, part of it is because I'm kind of silly. <laughs> but you know the uh, but you know the, you know but the other part is you've got to find some sunshine in the in the midst of of the rain and and the darkness. Yes, absolutely have to. Um, Harold, listening uh, to the story that was just shared, um, being a pastor and having to uh, counsel and to 
um, be a support to so many people um, in the midst of, and um, you are absolutely right. I mean, I could choose to be sad when I hear so many stories and having to help people navigate through life and having my own challenges and struggles. But it goes back to what I said earlier. I choose, I choose to find something to smile about. I choose to find something, even if I have to dig way deep um, and just, you know, reflect and and recall. One of the things um, that really brings a smile and joy to my to my face um, is, you know, I I can I don't have children of my own. Um, I have godchildren, and um, I can go through some pictures, uh, something that just makes me laugh, a, a quick video. Um, but finding something to make you smile in the midst of sadness and all the stuff that's going on, it's imperative. And so um, having to dig, go through some pictures, watch something funny, a comedy, something that brings brings you joy but it's a choice i choose you know you you spoke about you spoke about children one of the things that i'm particularly thankful for is um you know my beloved producer you know candace wilson she and her husband just had a baby yeah i am so <laughs> thankful with the that you know the the baby came out you know you know 10 fingers 10 toes you know looking like her and Maurice and mm-hmm. is and is healthy. Our deputy general manager and uh, you know and and his lady. They just had you know they had a baby and you know he's tired, but the baby's healthy and so we got we got some baby juice in here at, at, at the station. I don't want any on me. No That's right. I'm good. No baby you know, juice for me. But we got some health. Yeah, but I'm on the phone. Y'all in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and and but I I'm just so thankful that you know the only struggles that that both of those families are having is not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the babies are being babies. I'm very you know I'm very thankful about that. And you know you know Gerald, one of the things. Talk to me about about balance, because mm-hmm. you know we're all you're all black folks here in this right. conversation, and mm-hmm. I would imagine that you were raised just like I was raised. Tamika, you may have been raised, although I don't know. I saw the pictures; you're you're kind of fancy, but <laughs> um, you know, I was raised to say, you know, do the best you can with what you have, right. But how do you balance that in being grateful for what you have and at the same time for you and and your family or your loved ones demanding but not complaining that you deserve the best? Okay. I got to unpack that one. Um, as far as um, balance goes, for me, I'm, I'm a jogger. So I I run and usually I'll run six, eight miles, just kind of I won't say on a whim. It's planned. There are days where I I don't feel like doing it, but I have a conversation with myself about what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of life and I find the balance in 
I'm not necessarily consumed with my end goal, right? So it's not about how far I'm going to go. It's if I'm going to start, I'm going to take a step, and then I'm only going to be concerned about the next step that I have to take. Because for me, the balance comes when I'm focusing on what I'm actually doing, like where I am. I can't manage next week. I can't go back and remanage last month. I have to be present. So within that space, I'm making the best decision that I can. And I hope that, you know, next week they will all stand and be good. So I think that's where the balance comes, just being present in the moment, doing what you can and being grateful, even for the opportunity. Well, because when you know better, you would do better. Right. So if you get off balance, figure out where your footing is, ground yourself and keep going. But let me let me put a fine point on it. Okay. Let's talk, uh, and you talked about, you know, being grateful for the opportunity. So you decide that you want to buy Mercedes. Right. Which is my dream car, by the way. Right. Okay. I don't have one yet. Right. And you have good credit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you go in there and you, and you sign the, you know, the loan papers. Half of you says, I am grateful that I'm even sitting here. Mm-hmm. in this position but there's another half of you that says i deserve to be here because i've worked hard that is the balance because you know some folks you know, right. you know they'll go right. in and they'll just say well you know i'm just i'm just grateful and i want to be humble but then you got the fancy folks like tamika <laughs> I'm, I'm probably more team tamika too because okay. I'm, I'm not I, I am going to enjoy life right now, I, I do have mercedes aspirations okay right um and, and a mercedes doesn't say anything about me other than the fact that i drive a mercedes right exactly well i mean okay, That's all or, or whatever but you know so so tamika how, how do you balance being being grateful that you know i don't believe that he's brought me this far to leave mm-hmm. me but and the other half is well i deserve to be here and and i and i do want the the undercoat and <laughs> and the it. red leather seats. all of it you know how how do you balance that that attitude it's a hard balance if i can be honest it really really is and i'm laughing at the fact that you said you saw my pictures of a little different um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him now. (laughs) I'm a little curious as to which ones you saw, but um, it is a hard balance. Honestly, it is because you gave such a great analogy. You go to the dealer. One part is like, man, I can't believe I'm here. The other part is I deserve it. When I tell you almost every single thing that I have, um, have obtained, I have been right there. One part of my brain is like, I can't believe I'm at this table. I'm really getting ready to. And that other part, you know, I deserve this. I work really hard. I've gone through hell and back. Mm-hmm. You know, I sacrifice. I am obedient. I, all of this, when I tell you it's a struggle and a very real tug of war, it really is. It's hard to balance. I don't even know the answer. So when people see, you know, the old adage, um, you know, you see my my glory, but you don't know my story kind of thing. And literally, I remember, Gerald, when I bought my first luxury car, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say in my 20s, I'm going to be transparent, in my 20s, and it was a Mercedes. And uh, I'm sorry, in my, yeah, it was 20s, I wasn't 30 yet. And I literally 
did not, I couldn't believe it, even though I worked very hard for it, it wasn't handed down. I would not drive that car to church for about a month. I would ride to church with my mother. And one day my pastor said to me, you got the new car, right? I'm like, yeah, I told you. I, you know, you saw it. He said, I hadn't seen it at church. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to drive it at church. I'll just ride. I don't want people to, you know, look at me funny or think this or think that. And he said, are you serious? I was like, yes, I'm struggling between, you know, I deserve it versus mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm here. It's a re- the balance of it to this day in my 40s pushing 50. It is a hard balance. It really is. I don't even have an answer. It's hard. Yeah. And I'm grateful. I, yes, I'm grateful that I'm at certain tables and able to do certain things and get certain things. But I feel there's still a part of me that feels like um, I deserve it, but I can't believe it. And yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna drive my Mercedes every day to every place. Okay, well, you look. You just make sure you come and pick me up so we can <laughs> we we can go for a ride. Absolutely. When, when when you get it, if I if I don't get one first, uh, I just want to say you know to everyone you know this week, whether things are going great or whether they're difficult for you, just be thankful. Find a big thing or find some little things because everyone I think has something to be to be thankful for the the balance is sometimes even after all of these years I can't believe that I am sitting here doing the job that I do even though I know I have the education and this the skills and all of that but it is just one more thing for me to be thankful for Tamika Shalom Gerald Holden thank you for you all and happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. That is the Daily Drum for this Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night. <laughs>